This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Yes, hello. We're back for another week. Sabrina Hahn, good morning. Good morning, Ro. Firing on all cylinders this morning and ready to go? Uh, actually, you know, I, I, drink, I, I feel like I'm a chicken <laughs> in a pen. I, I just a had I just had half a bottle of Coke, right? Like a little while ago. Yeah, I probably have Coke maybe once a year, mm. twice a year. If I was a five-year-old kid and had that, <laughs> I, I reckon I'd be pinging off the walls. They'd be peeling me off the ceiling. Yeah, well, I would argue if that's how it affects a five-year-old <laughs> child, then when we consider your starting point <laughs> as Sabrina Hahn, I'm. Probably going to have to pull you down at some point. Ah, from, you know, I think so, Ro. I don't running give across you... the ceiling or something. So the thing is, don't give your children coke if no. it does this to an adult. <laughs> Good There's Lord. your special health message from <laughs> Sabrina Hahn this morning. Uh, what is it? Six past nine. Twenty-four minutes from now. Yeah, building to a big pick yep. of the week this week. Ah. Have we got a pick of the week for you this week? Because we're going somewhere we have never been before, Ro. That's absolutely right. We're not going to spill the beans no, yet, though. No, we're certainly not. But I'll give you a hint, might have yippy beans attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we jump into, we've got callers waiting, we've got yes, texts ready yes. to go, all that sort of stuff. We yes. are a gardening show. We keep Apparently. being reminded occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. But we're also um, the champions of your swimming program. Ah, yes. Five days, Get Monday, out. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. Oh, yeah. Five consecutive days. Five consecutive days. Oh, it's the beetroot, isn't the it? Beach, that beetroot is divine. Has he got any more? It, he, he'd be he, listening. Could he be my, my beetroot supplier? That was beautiful. I knocked it all off. <laughs> it's all gone. And see, you did five consecutive days. It's true what they say I about did. it. did. And you know, on Friday morning was the first morning that I figured that I'm actually getting there. Because okay. with exercise, it's That's the good. first three weeks. So I figured that I have to really put in for the first three weeks to actually get your fitness level up enough where it's not – Really, after six laps, you go, oh, God, I've got another 14 to go. <laughs> um, so, I, I, so I haven't added any more yet because I wanted to get my times down and I wanted to have less time at each end of the pool puffing and panting. So the puffing, panting time has reduced. Okay, you're doing really well. Yeah, I reckon. All right, well, I'll get you another jar of Bob's Beats. Bob, you, you are the beetroot maker from heaven. You will be labelled a freeloader, but that's yeah. okay, as is everyone. <laughs> I could give him some plants in return, some cuttings from my oh, garden. Here we go. Now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. yeah. Give and take. I give won't. Take. I won't um, unite you to do the exchange. I'll act as the middleman. Yeah, yeah, if please you two do. got started on a bottle of red, oh, yeah, we'd, be all in, yeah, no. we'd be in all sorts of trouble. I'd need right. a whole bottle of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> give us your give us your calls. If you've got questions for Sab, we are here to answer them. We'll also get to your texts. Uh 1300-222-720 and that text number if you need it, 0437-922-720. Just before we go to yes. a call, this is a breakthrough 
And people that are exercise physiologists or whatever they yes. call them, I don't know what they call them, um, but there's something I have learned mm-hmm. which I think will be very important for, for people in the profession. If you drink a bottle of red wine the night before you go swimming the next morning, your performance actually isn't as good. Ah. I have discovered this. Do you think? Additional beetroot might solve the problem. Well, that's why I've now consumed the entire jar of beetroot. (laughs) Just you know, just a heads up for people that are like myself, a uh, supreme athlete. uh, You know, cut back a bit. Okay, I'm saying good advice. Good Mm. advice. Not the beetroot. No. No. Right, let's roll. Just prepare yourself across the whole day if you're (laughs) going to be an elite athlete. That's it. Claire is in Kingsley. Hello, Claire. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Claire. <laughs> um, I just had a question about keeping natives in a pot. Yeah. Because um, I am moving house at the end of the year. Yeah. But I impulse purchased two um, <laughs> natives because they were so beautiful that I had to buy them. I know. I love um, those impulse purchases. They're the um, best. They make you so happy and you want to bring them home. Yeah, um, definitely. But now they're here, I would prefer to take them to the new house. Yes. But um, I know that they don't like a lot of root disturbance. So I didn't know whether I could pot them, then take them with me and then plant them from a big pot. Now, what what are they? What are they? There's a eucalyptus uh, cinerea. Oh, yeah. Sinandra, <laughs> yep. Sinandra. Yep. And an acacia um, sterling silver. Oh, that is a new acacia and it's stunningly beautiful. Beautiful. I know. I actually already have one in my current garden oh. and I want to have one in my new one and I've not seen one around. So when I saw it, I just bought yeah, it. grab it. <laughs> okay. So how long have they been in the ground for? Um, they're in a pot, sorry. Oh, that's yeah, no worries bought, at all. Yeah, I bought them in a I bought them. Yeah. And I want to know if I can kind of, of keep course them you can. in a larger pot and then bring them yes. if I pop them into something larger. Okay. Definitely. No problem okay. whatsoever, Claire. Right. You could do okay, that great. this weekend. Okay, lovely. So mm. I've just got some organic, um, sorry, some native potting mix. Native potting mix, yep. So I don't have to repot them. And then, yep. And then when I put them in the ground when we move at the end of the year. Yep. They they will they will be okay. They will be fine and dandy and good to go. Oh, good! That makes me so happy. Oh. <laughs> good on you, Claire. Look at you go, Sabrina, making people's day. I know. Get their Saturday morning Mind started. You, we've just begun. We have. We there have. We, there will be we're some crushing blows between now and ten o'clock. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. Give up. Get rid of it. Rip it out. That's it. Yeah. Hook in. Hook in. John uh, John would like to know, good morning, yes. ladies. Just a quick question regarding a weeping mulberry. When is the best time to prune it back and how hard can we go with the prune? It's around mm. six metres high and six metres in diameter. Heavens to Betsy. Um, okay, John, you can go hard. <laughs> Hook in, John. So um, the we- now the weeping mulberry isn't a true mulberry, as in you don't get proper fruit. Right. So so if you want to if you want to suppress growth, you are going to prune it at the end of February. Okay. You can take so the best way to prune a weeping mulberry. People do this thing where they just trim the skirt so it's like a petticoat. Mm-hmm. Do people wear petticoats anymore? No, 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 no. If anyone is listening and they've worn a petticoat in the last twelve months. Mm. Call now or text I, us, 0437 I used to love petticoats. My mum always had lovely petticoats yeah. under her gorgeous dresses. And it makes your dress go it shifts out. shifts better around yeah. you. Mm. I had one that had rope in it. 
like they sewed rope, two layers of rope on the bottom near the hem right. so that it, I don't know why, but it kicked made that, yeah, it kicked out a bit more. Yeah. Oh, God, I used to love petticoats. I used to punts around in them. <laughs> Twirl. With your fox? With the fox fur mm. and my mother's bright red stiletto heels. Oh, what a ravishing sight. Oh, my God. Be. When I was hot, when I was five. <laughs> um, so uh, so what people do is they do this trim around the bottom. Mm-hmm. Eh, wrong. Don't do that. What you need to do is you need to go to the very top of the mulberry. You're going to need a ladder because yours is huge. Yeah. You need to take some of the the branches out that are in the centre and you take them off at the main trunk. Okay. Because they get really overcrowded. So you're going to select a third of the branches and you are going to take them off at the top of the trunk. Then the ones that are hanging down, don't do the petticoat. It individually prunes some of the branches so you've got some long, some short, bloody blah, blah, blah. Anyone that still wears a petticoat or has a petticoat. We need to hear from you. We want to hear from you yeah. and what do you wear it with? Mm, absolutely. They have slips now, don't they? Is that what yeah, they call them? Yeah, I guess. Mm, not same but as But I petticoat. feel like, you know, the bridesmaid's dress trend is kind of wearing a petticoat as your dress. It like is. that slip chiffon mm, I've still got that petticoat, my petticoat. Mm. My my granddaughter will wear it. Helen wore one yesterday. <gasps> Helen! Good morning, team. Wow. I wore a petticoat yesterday under a slightly see-through dress from 61-year-old Helen. Helen, you have class and style. Does she ever? Where do you get petticoats from? Can you still buy <laughs> petticoats? <laughs> this is recent shoes. <laughs> But we like to stay abreast the big issues. Indeed, we do. I sleep in a soft petticoat, great for midnight feeding my toddler. (gasps) That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yes, I have. Someone else says, your dress moves better. Doesn't stick to the fat. (laughs) Right, we need to know where these petticoats are. Quick smart. All right, let's head to Rick, who's in West Leaderville. Hi, Rick. Hi, how you going, girl? Good, Morning, thank you. Rick. Have you got a petticoat in your wardrobe? No, no, I haven't no. got that on yet. <laughs> <laughs> Saving Getting it. Getting on the... to you, girls. It's like it's like bringing in to get a grand final ticket at Ticketmaster. Can't <laughs> get on here. I'm sorry, Rick. Because we do the big issues here of where oh, you can right. buy your petticoat from, and that's people right, want to know. Right. They just want to know that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now, I'll, now I'll, you've got us. What can we do for you? I've got a, a boring question. You've probably got some photos in front of you. I hope. Oh, we're about my... to. We're about to any minute now. <laughs> Great. I've, I've got a shady area along my back fence that I'd oh, like yes. to grow a hedge along. But yes, it's, it's in constant shade. Right. The second, the second photo shows where elsewhere we've put up. Some Miss Muffet, which yes. grows well in the sun. Yep. But I'm, I'd like to do that, but I'm worried no. it probably won't survive. Won't, won't work in the shade. Won't work in the shade. Yeah. Is there um, anything like that that could work, you know, like about a metre high or something that I could just grow constantly along it? Do you know what like, I would put there, Rick? No. Is well, I'm going to tell you <laughs> that will grow well in the I shade. And look really awesome. There is a Carex, C-A-R-E-X, called Feather Falls. 
and it is a grass, but it's very it gets very wide because you've got olive trees. And That's right. so it'll get to around 60 centimetres high, but it has a white and green striped leaf and you plant it in and then you never do anything else ever. Oh, and I like that. It gets, <laughs> it gets very broad. It's semi-weeping um, and it yeah. looks stunning. So each, each clump will get you know, to 60 centimetres high and then it'll get 50 centimetres wide and it looks beautiful. And with the olives, if you have the deciduous grass with the olives on top, yeah. it'll give it a real Mediterranean feel. Excellent. So what is a carex? C-A-R-E-K? No, C-A-R-E-X. X. Yeah. And did you say set the falls or something? No, no, no. Fountain, fountain fall. No, feather, feather falls. <laughs> Feather falls. Oh, yeah. thank you. Oh, because you think it, I'd be able to get that anywhere? Well, I, I saw it in a hardware store because one oh, of the, okay. the biggest um, one of the biggest wholesalers grows it. And I'm just don't oh, go wow. yet. I can't remember <laughs> if it's Feather Falls or Fountain Falls, so I'm I'm madly googling now. Uh, okay. which it'll come up in oh. Yes, Feather Falls, I was right. Okay. Yep. Oh, thank thank yep. you. I'll give that a go. And and thanks for ringing in and waiting to win that lottery, Rick. I hope it was worth your while. The speed at which you can index finger text. Oh, come on, Ro. Um, Sight to behold. I, I, at least I know how to do that. Mm. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm proud of that. Jennifer tells us the op shops are a great source for petticoats. Ah, that makes sense. Yes. Um, I'm a 40-year-old lawyer working for government and yeah. I wear petticoats with my dresses and skirts. <gasps> One petticoat is my nana's. Oh. I put on my petticoat as a part of my armour to wear in front of judges and oh. defence counsel in court. It gives you more protection from the grilling you get <laughs> and makes me more mentally comfortable in court where we are confronted with some heinous matters. <gasps> That is a beautiful text. It is, isn't it? Let's go to Sue, who's in Esperance. Good morning, Sue. Hi. Hello, Sue. Hello, Sabrina, and, and um, I'm the Sue that belongs to Bill that had to <laughs> get in the pond with the water lily. Oh! <laughs> <In Esperance. laughs> uh, yeah, I've still got some of my petticoats and half-slip petticoats oh. from... When I was 18, and I still comfortably wear them. I think the brand, oh, no, I won't tell you the brand. No, no, don't, no, no don't we do can't. That. We'll get no. in trouble. But I just love the fact that isn't that we wonderful? threw the challenge out. Yeah. Our so listeners are still rocking them. There's all these closet petticoat wearers. Well, they're not closet because they're all coming <laughs> out today. Um, oh, Sue, that is so wonderful. I just. Uh, and, 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 they, and they make you feel good. You feel like a lady when you a petticoat. Yeah, it well, sounds like that. I know, but the I power like it. that people are talking about. They get yeah, when they put their a suit of armor. I need that. Yeah, I absolutely need that. Do you have any petticoats? No, I could no. lend you mine, but I well, can't even. I'm not sure that would work. No, because it was when I was Quite six. A petite so lady. I can't. <laughs> um, one text says, "Still wear petties under dresses, so you can't see my fat legs underneath." Have oh. three. They're very stylish slips. <gasps> Oh, look, look at you, look, oh, go. how beautiful We'll get back to roots. I know we're going to get in trouble. Like, I feel like we're balancing <laughs> this really interesting topic and people at home going, it's a gardening show. Get back to That's gardening. That's right, get back. So, you could garden in a petticoat. 
Well, you could. Yeah. That's right. Um, morning, Sabrina and Roe. Any ideas on good native or drought-tolerant plants to use along a fence as a screen or a hedge? The fence is to the north of our house, but I'll be planting on the south side of the fence, so don't get great sun in winter. Oh, hedges. Okay. It's all the flavour this it's morning. It's all the hedges. Other than petticoats. I would go for Brainia Ironstone, B-R-E-Y-N-I-A, Ironstone, because it's the colour of iron. It's a really good south-facing hedging shrub. It Well, it's sort of like a big shrub, small tree. Uh, rather than something like people use marea, but they're a tropical plant and require really good soil. They are not drought tolerant. However, Brainia ironstone comes from the near the Flinders Ranges in South Australia. Tough as old boots and quite pretty. Oh, there you go. Um, we've got to give a prize to Amanda for her persistence because she has now managed to get our wonderfully simple email address, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au to do the goods for her because the text machine was chomping her text, remember? That's right. We kept saying, Amanda, we're not getting your whole text. This is about the blue kangaroo paw. Yes, yes. I can read this in full, Amanda. This is your day. Hi, Sabrina. Hopefully you've got my question. Fifth time lucky on the email. Anyway, that's the backstory. Yep. I've got a lovely blue kangaroo paw I'm hoping to harvest some seeds from. Ooh. How do I go about it and how do I know if the seeds are viable? Okay, so I'm presuming that you've bought the new season's kangaroo paw and I would suggest that seeds are not going to be viable. Um because it's too young. The other thing is you, uh, you've got very little chance of having a blue kangaroo paw from those seeds. It's, it's quite tricky for the hybrid kangaroo paws to, to actually germinate them from seed. You're better off getting your kangaroo paw nice and large and then dividing it up later on and you usually divide uh, kangaroo paws up in autumn. But I would leave that kangaroo paw to grow. You, you really don't have much hope of growing it from seed. You're not going to get a blue kangaroo paw, basically. Okay. okay. Mm. Kill that idea. Kill that there idea. There you go. You've crushed a dream and it's only 23 past nine. No, but what she can do is propagate it from um, from the plant itself, do a okay. vegetative propagation, it's called. I'm going to give the final word on petticoats okay. <laughs> to Doug in Hillary's. Doug. <laughs> who says, I've never worn a petticoat, ah. but I did used to field in slips. <laughs> And because Eb's a cricket mum and you now love cricket and I love – we can all laugh at that. Good on you, Doug. Doug, that's a classic. I like that. Gardening from here on in. Yeah. Well, pretty close to. Fair that's, enough. That's the aim. Kathy's in Rockingham. Good morning, Kath. Oh, hi, girls. I'm just eating some toast. Sorry. Oh, that's, I'm just listening that's to that. luck. I'm just – I'm listening to the slip story. Yes. And I would like to know where to buy some because my 94-year-old – Friend and I went shopping looking for some reason. Oh. Oh. I have had some texts to say the major department stores. Oh, still do sell. still stop okay. them. Yep. Yeah. Okay, great, great. Okay, Maybe you have to look in the un- underwear department, <laughs> perhaps. Well, I, well, I did. We did. Oh. <laughs> or the other anyway, shops. We'll right. All good, okay. Kath. How can uh, we help? I don't think Beryl would like to wear a second hand. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, back to the question. Yes, yes. The fig tree. The yes. fig tree, I've had the fig tree in a pot for ages. Put it in the ground for a few years ago. 
every year it gets probably about eight to ten figs and they rot from the inside, Sabrina. Ooh, okay. Is it a fly, a white fly or something? Uh, it could be fruit fly. Um, there's also vinegar fly that attacks them. Um, now, interestingly, and I don't know why, but I never get fruit fly in my figs, but they will go for figs. So yeah, I don't think it's fruit. You don't fly think for some reason. it could be know. vinegar fly. It can even be uh, blowflies, actually, if the oh. if the fig is going, you know, overripe, like fermenting. If it so, and then yes, well, they're not even getting ripe, they're uh, kind of fermenting on the inside and yeah, not, that's really of you the, know, coming to anything. Yeah, that's because of the, the, the grub inside. Look, mm. you could spray okay, this winter when your fig tree is dormant, spray mm. it with a, um, a liquid copper spray and then mm. in summer put up some fruit fly traps before okay. the fruit starts developing um, okay. and then keep those traps going all year round. Okay. That's going Here's to be hoping I get bit. some next yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. I know, um, yeah, keep listening to where I might be able to buy a skip. <laughs> Good on you, Oh, We help in whatever league way we can. Uh, let's head to Victoria, who's down in Bavard. Good morning, Victoria. Oh, good morning. How are we? Sounds like you're having a wonderful morning. Oh, we are, Victoria. It's going to be a beautiful gardening weekend. Yes, it is indeed. Mm. I have, um, we were given a periwinkle. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm not too sure, I've, I'm not, I've tried to look it up, but I, yep. so I'm not sure if I can actually plant it in, we actually, we live on acreage and we back onto a national park. So I'm a bit concerned about planting it and it becoming rampant yep. and getting into the bush somehow. So do I thought I'd better not, do not plant it, Victoria. Ah. They are such a, te- the periwinkle plant is a, a terrible weed all through the hills, gets into all the bushland. It's just, right. yeah, it's just not, yep, it's not something oh, that you want to plant. Okay, so, piffle. Bin- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Victoria. Bin it, bin it. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, gee. Yeah. Right, okay, so one last thing. I've got a crepe myrtle. Yeah. Do they do they have invasive roots? It's no. near a septic tank, and I'm just concerned that. Well, it, might... it will definitely find it. How far away from it'll find the septic tank? I can assure you. Yeah. <laughs> they always do. Uh, okay. Yes, indeed. Uh, that worried me, but um, mm. it's it's there, and it's, gee, it's only about or oh, two or three feet away. So oh I'm no, thinking... no 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 <laughs> definitely not. Okay. Okay, so when can I move it? So I've, I've damned all your dreams for your garden <laughs> yeah, you in, in a three-minute blow. I'm so sorry, Victoria. Um, so move it this winter. Okay. So leave it in until winter when it's dormant and then just dig it up and move it. They transplant really well. Okay. Yep. All right. It's not that big yet, so it's only, you know, about three feet, whatever okay. that is. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. so yeah, move it June, May, June. And, right. Um, yep. And well, no, you see, now now that's a positive. We've got a positive. That's it. There we go, that's the silver it, lining. Victoria. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for <laughs> Thanks, giving bye. us a call. Uh, where are we going? Deanne in Jin Jin. Hello, yes. Sabrina. I'd love some tips on growing raspberries. 
Oh, okay. I would. Uh, well, they need they need at least morning sun. Um, a bit of protection from the hot afternoon sun. They need lots and lots of water in spring and summer because they they fruit in summer, some fruit in autumn. Um, they need rich soil. Uh, they run. So remember that they become quite invasive. So you can either grow them in a pot or you give them their own dedicated bed. Beautiful. Uh, there you go, Deanne. Uh, let's go to Joshy, who's in Piara Waters. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Joshy. How are you? Oh, we are absolutely on fire this morning, my friend. <laughs> what What can we do for you? Uh, I have three questions. I have sent three. Uh, a couple of lemon at the top looks like sunburnt. Uh, um, okay. Well, it could and, it could actually be sunburn. Okay. Um, what can I do? Should I water more or water less now that I have lemons on the tree? Oh, okay. So, oh and yeah. So I'm looking tree? at your lemon tree. Ooh, you've got. <laughs> ooh, you've got. A, ooh, you've got a few pests <laughs> problems there. Uh, Joshy, okay. you've got yeah. so you know where the marks are. That actually is sunburn. So the so the uh, lemons have actually got sunburnt, which happens. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You've got aphids all through the new growth, and you've also got a manganese and an iron deficiency. Okay. So you need to get trace elements. First of all, you need to squish the aphids. You can do that with your fingers, or you can spray spray with. Uh, uh, an eco oil or a pyrethrum. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then after you've done that, do the trace element spray and I would water a bit more because the leaves are folding up, which is a sign that it's not getting okay. enough water. Yep. Okay. Water more. Yep. And I have a few blueberry plants. Actually, we went for holidays and there was a, a pipe bust, so it may not have water for a few days. Ah. Uh, so I we came back um, uh, first week in the February, and since then I have watered with um, seaweed uh, solution. Yes, so it's yes. kind of revived. Yes. But still not so happy. No. And so, what should I do? Uh, it will. Okay. So, um, blueberries will take a little while to recover. I wouldn't be giving them any seaweed solution. I would just be watering them. You can cut the the dead wood off and just water for now. Don't do anything else. And they will recover after a while. It won't take long. Thank you, Joshy. On our way to Sab's Pick of the Week, let's go to our favourite South Australian listener, Patris. Good morning to you. Good morning. Morning, Patris. Welcome. Brooke said hello. Oh, g'day, Brooke, your champion. Yeah, yeah we put some yabby mitts out yesterday and he wasn't holding on to it, the string well enough and uh, it just flew out in the middle of the dam. Oh. <laughs> no yabbies for you. <laughs> I said, oh, well. one, of us, one of us is going to get wet and it's ah, not me. So it'll be a lamb chop for dinner. What can, yeah, we, what can we do for you, Patris? Oh, first of all, and neither of you ladies are young and uh, old enough to remember this, but there was a show called Petticoat Junction. Oh, there was too. I never I, saw I, it, but I heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always wondered why they called it Petticoat Junction. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, first of all, um, I'm very confused. Right. Okay. Um, do you water on a hot day or not, my yeah. tomatoes? Yep, you certainly do. 
No, I mean on top of the plant. Uh, if you've got if you've got sap suckers, yep, you do. If you've got mites, yep, you do. Um, the moisture is taken in through the leaf. Uh, it knocks off some of the insects. So definitely, on a hot day, go out, water your tomato plants, and give them some loving. <laughs> Good on you, Patrice. Nice to hear from you again. Oh, it's twenty-seven <sighs> to ten, and it's time. It is that time again. It is Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick, pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Stomping your face. I thought you would at least come in with a hat. Yeah. Oh, I spent last night at my sister's place and I forgot oh. about dress-ups for yeah. today. Fair enough. But, Fair enough. But who dang and get down and let those banjos. Oh, no, 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 banjos. <laughs> let them their banjos play. Uh, if I could have got spurs. Yes. Where does, what do you attach spurs to? Boots or something? Is yeah. It? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. Pant, the bottom of the pants. But in, I couldn't find any spurs. We're going country and western today. Country and western. <laughs> Ebony was standing up. I because know. she's got this protest because she wanted me to insert some really average Australian country <laughs> music with all respect to Australian country music singers. Oh, come on. <laughs> So I did have to reach out for a little bit of assistance here mm-hmm. because my my knowledge of country and western is not really what I would call well it's non-existent. So um, I took so you to Rose, the safest place to start. You took me to a top a top pick. I have to say, I did listen to it first to mm-hmm. make sure that it was up to scratch. Yeah, and you could dance to it. You certainly can dance to it. And and this fella who I've never heard of, mm-hmm. Garth Brooks, yeah, has a beautiful. voice. <laughs> um, but you've seen him live. I have you? in Las Vegas, 2016. Wow. He was doing a double concert. Yeah, what's that mean? Um, like he said his first concert was at 7:30, oh. and then they—it was the brand new indoor Las Vegas arena, something quite spectacular. They had to empty everyone out of the stadium, <gasps> and then he got ready and did it all oh. again. I think we got in at about. 10.30, I had my auntie and my cousin who were wow. over 60 with me. Yeah, we were lining up outside at 10.30, 11 o'clock at night, got in. Wow. The show went till about 2am <gasps> and he was in no hurry to get off stage. It was wow. pretty much like a sing-along at the end. If you hadn't, if you were there and he hadn't sung the song you came to see, he was like, shout it out. Oh, wow. And I'll play it for you. Just so a top fella. Top fella. So what we're going to listen to this morning is Garth Brooks standing outside the fire. Here we go. All right, Sab. Now's the time where we throw it out to our listeners for their oh, feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big improvement on your usual choice was the first text, <laughs> and I got quite excited and thought, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Then, can't believe you've never heard of Garth Brooks. He's a classic. I thought, yeah, there's a bit of endorsement too. Mm. Then Greg fired in with... Mm. That is terrible, and that's all he could bring himself to say. <laughs> no, I don't think Greg's a fan of the country and western. And then William, in only the way William, who's fast becoming one of my favourite text correspondents, yep. can, says, well, that's three and a half minutes of my life that's eminently forgettable. Maybe a firefighting tanker <laughs> should have dumped on him. <laughs> oh, no, that come <laughs> on. have put the fire out. That's, that's, that's okay, because Chrissy and Parkerville's bringing yep. the mood back. We'd love your song choice oh. with a heart emoji. 
Thank you. Thanks. Thank Chrissy. you. I am a little nervous, though, because Sam in Jero. Yeah, he's actually rung in. He's called. Yeah, not just text. He's actually it's usually live. just, here's what I think. But live no, no. Sam's going to tell us what he thinks. Hey, Sam. Yeah, hey girls. Um, so the reason I'm actually calling, I'm actually driving home from Perth at the moment, so I can't ah. actually. Uh, and I also actually have a couple of gardening questions this week. Oh, I... oh okay. Uh, did you did so? Did you listen to the song, Sam? Yeah, I did. I got to say though, through the phone line, it's not the it's not the best best sounding quality audio. Oh, uh, just the phone line. That's it's all. only the phone yeah. line. You, it's a shame because it's one of one of the best picks of the year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've only had, like, four picks this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam, how can we help you in the garden then? Uh, so, uh, two things. Down my horse yards, as you know, I've planted a lot of cooch, which has grown through, but the rabbits decided they wanted to come in and get the roots. Ah. And the second one is if I leave dog poo on my lawn, <laughs> yeah. is that good for it, or should I take it off because then it'll deposit little patches of nutrients and stuff? Um, I would leave the dog poo on the lawn unless you've got kids running around it. But remember, with dog poo, Sam, fruit fly breed in it. They'll lay their eggs in there. So you can either use it as a fruit fly control and pick up the poo at the end of every day or you leave it there, the worms will come up and eat it. Um, if you're going to be using your lawn, then uh, I definitely uh, take it, uh, bin it, or bury it. You don't need to bury it very far. I don't know why, but worms love dog poo. Yeah, okay. Um, so really, what size dog have you got, Sam? Uh, he's he's a little dashhound cross. Oh, you wouldn't <laughs> even see his poo. I just leave it. <laughs> okay, it just looks a bit unsightly and I don't like the smell when it goes through the lawn mower that's all. Oh, yeah, I know. That actually is Yeah, before awful. mowing. Yeah, so just flick it in the garden bed. Yeah, yeah. Travel safe, Sam. Thanks for giving us a call this morning. Um, yeah, Annie says, nah. Oh. She was doing the washing, not oh. happy. Oh. Claire, sorry, Sab, I dig most of your choices and oh. I do like country music, but, mm. oh, geez, this is truly dreadful. And now my toast wants to come back up. <laughs> Would that be Tough out of crowd. the toaster or out of her stomach? Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure. Well, Pete says, please no more of that garden fertiliser, oh, which oh. I'm assuming yeah. is the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't the, it make things grow? Or the, or the, yeah, music makes everything grow. Yeah. But, you know, what I want to say to people out there that are doing the whole dissing on the C&W mm. is that that's just the first country and western track that I've played. There right. Will, there There'll will be plenty be more. more. Well, <laughs> Ebbs, Ebbs has got a fave. We could play one of hers. Yeah, we could. Yep. You yeah. don't like it, but, you Next know. week would be the perfect week to do that, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not uh, about us. It's no, about the it's listeners. It and is. that's it that's is. cool. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more mainstream. No, we don't go mainstream oh, here. Okay. okay. Mm. Uh, Sabrina, Lucy in Hammond Park says Garth Brooks is a good choice to start your adventure into country music. Try the Dead South. Oh, they are interesting. Dead South. Do there you, you know them? No. Oh. Not familiar. I'll write that down because I'll listen to them and make sure they're up to our normal standard, which is extremely high. <laughs> Let's get back to your calls, 1300 222 They don't have to be about music. In fact, we yeah. can go back to pure gardening. Wouldn't we that can. be interesting? Mick uh, is in Kermbelda. Hey, Mick. Hey, Mick. How you going? Um, 
Sabrina. Yeah. I have a I have a lot of catskin plants and they're doing very very well. Yeah. But the fruit's growing upwards. Upwards. Yeah. Not hanging down, you know. So you've got an upward. <laughs> you've got right. Okay. The catskins um, are growing up. You know how they should hang down. Yeah, and grow. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. Mine are all growing upwards. So, you know why? Uh, so that means they've got a really strong stem. Uh, now, sometimes that will happen with capsicums if they're overcrowded, like if there's a lot of leaf and they... No. No? Well, well me, me cucumbers have with them for a little while, but got rid of them. Um, I don't know. That's pretty weird. Mick, I have to say, um, I, I, I can honestly say I've never seen <laughs> upward growing capsicum. I've got a home so I'll take a photo and send it to you. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Unless you've got chilies nearby, and you know some of the chilies grow upwards, and chilies. No, I've got any chilies. Oh, well, there goes that. <laughs> you theory. were getting excited, then, Sab, that you'd found the breakthrough. <laughs> hey, Mick, send in, send in a picture. Um, So the only reason that could happen is that an insect has got into the very early cellular stage development of the stalk that holds the fruit and then and caused some sort of wacko genetic variation and all the fruit all the fruit are healthy they're just growing upwards so now I've had to Put umbrellas over them so they don't get burnt. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because they're exposing <laughs> their little bums to the sunlight. Yeah. Uh, very weird, Mick. No, I've got no explanation for you. Um, but I, but you. I'd love a picture. Yeah, good on you, Mick. Thanks very much. Uh, photos through to the email, Perth Weekends, all one word, all lowercase, S on the end, perthweekends at net. Dot au. Speaking of that email address, Tracy has sent us some pics. Yes. Morning, Sab and Row. Could you please give me your thoughts on this lily pilly? See two pics below. Is it too close to the house? Um, some things I've read say the roots are invasive. Others say they're not. If um, provi- the tree sorry, provides yeah. shade, but it's also heading towards the power lines. The tree was here when we bought the house last year. Oh. Um, um, so we'll have a look at the... Yeah, so that's the... Okay, so that is the old-fashioned lily pilly. They will get to uh, 15, 20 metres high, 15 metres wide, an incredibly invasive root system. I know it gives you shade, but it is not the right tree for that area, okay. I'm afraid to say. Remove? Remove, yeah. Okay. There you go, Tracy. Thank you very much. Let's go to Paul, who's in Hope Town. Good morning, Paul. Yeah, good morning, Sab and Ro. I'm just hoping to find out. You um, might know how to get rid of the pheromones from the bees naturally that um, are from a hive that uh, they keep coming back to an old hive. Oh. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Paul, I have absolutely no idea whatsoever, but um, the WA Apiarist 
it's either a, uh, association or yeah. society. Yeah, yeah. They those guys there are fantastic. I've rung them on quite a few occasions, um, getting information about bees. They yeah. would they would know what to do there. Honestly, Paul, I wouldn't have a clue. No, that's fine. I just said I'd ask you. Yeah. I tell you what, have Paul. Thank you for having faith in me that I would know that because <laughs> I love that kind of thing. Um, Addy, thanks for your late endorsement. Great song choice. Saw Garth in concert in the 90s. Love oh. that song. Very good. Um, Nick sent us an email uh, saying, I can pretty much grow anything in my veggie garden and have pretty good routine with organic manures and watering. Mm-hmm. Problem is I can't grow capsicums. Here oh. we are again. This is the flavour of the yep. day. The plants look shocking and the fruit starts to rot when it gets golf ball size. The problem also can look present in my chilies as well. What's uh, going on? I live in Brisbane. Um, uh, in Br- I know I have a local gardening show, but it's at yeah. 6 a.m. in the morning and quite a dry event. Uh, oh, so that's absolutely hammered by thrips. So you've got thrips, my friend. Um, that's why all the leaves are on the downward, <laughs> on the downward dog uh, and your fruit uh, has got it, – it, now either – your beds are either too wet and the roots, the fruits rotting, but you've definitely got. Oh yeah, they're rotting. Um, so you need to you need to control the thrip. So you can use um, an eco oil or a natural soap, like a potassium soap. That's going to do the, and you'll need to do that every fortnight. Then you need to spray your capsicums with mancozeb. Um, have a look at the withholding period with your fruit. It's usually around three to five days. Um, they look pretty pretty bad. Speaking of mancozeb, Nick just had another question. When I spray a mineral mix on my plants, yeah. can I also spray mancozeb at the yes, same time? absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. There you go, Nick. Thank you. That's on the emails, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. Let's head to Lisa, who's in Coburn. Hey, Lisa. Hey. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Ah, we are sensational this morning. Um, we have. I've planted a hibiscus out of our front yard, so it gets mostly full sun. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the sand, the soil was really quite sandy and a bit clay, but I did put like um, potting mix and some water water granule thing in the jiggies with it. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't got any taller. It's still only about 30 centimetres tall. It flowers. It's got nice leaves that are now starting to come out at the bottom and everything, but it has a brother which is out the back and it has, it's under shade in a pot and it looks a lot better. So what did I do wrong? I don't think you've done anything wrong, Lisa. Like with, with a lot of plants, they come, you know, they come out of a nursery uh, they get watered twice a twice a day. They're in humidity. They get liquid fertilised. So sometimes it's just a matter of a, uh, a a period of time where they adjust to their new conditions. You've done all the right stuff. So um, it's just a little bit slow to take off. You could give it some liquid fertiliser and see if that gives it uh, a kick along. But I, I wouldn't be too concerned. I think it's just it's just taking its time to adjust to its new home. Okay. Uh, to Heathridge and to Peter, hello. Yes. 
Hi, Peter. Hello, How can we Peter? help? Yeah, uh, hi, Sabrina. I've got a problem with my chilies. I get on the branches a white mould that goes along oh. the stem, oh. and I get white spots on the leaves. Oh. Now, when you say a white mould, I want you to run your fingers through that mould and see if there's any colour that comes with it. Because I don't know if it's mould. It may actually be cottony cushion scale. It could be a soft-bodied scale. Okay. Um, I don't know. Chilies rarely get mould, Peter. So if you use a potassium soap, and spray okay. the entire bush. That's an organic method of controlling those. And uh, make sure you spray the whole the whole bush. Okay, then. And it's safe to use. You can still eat your chilies. Oh, that'll be good. I'll yeah. go down and get some. Yeah, okay, yep. potassium soap. Thank you. Good on you, Peter. We're seven minutes away from 10. We've got a full bank of callers, Oof. so let's get moving. Rachel's in Mindari. Hi, Rachel. Hello, how are you ladies this morning? Good, good. <laughs> um, the ladies' hibiscus earlier sounded much better than mine's doing. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes, I've got one out on the verge that um, unfortunately it was looking absolutely stunning, like huge and it's actually a tree, like one of the old hibiscus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we had the area paved and unfortunately you know, they couldn't wait a few months. They had to do it when mm. you can do it and we moved it. And, um, yeah, it's like it looks totally dead. But when I do break one of the, like, small stems, it's still a little bit green. Green, okay. So I'm wondering, is it, do I give up on it? I have been flooding it and sea salt and kind of given it all that stuff. That is perfect. Now, don't use the seaweed solution that you just mentioned because it's very alkaline and you're already in alkaline soil and it's going to stress the hibiscus. So I want you to stop doing that. I want you just to water it. Just water it, hibiscus are incredibly tough and it will come back. Okay. There you go, Rachel. Thank you uh, to Lorraine, who's in Bustleton. Hello, Lorraine. Hi, ladies. How are you going? Yeah, good. Uh, we'll be in petticoats uh, next week when we do the program. <laughs> <laughs> like to see that. Um, I've got mealybug on my beautiful maidenhair ferns and I've tried oh. methylated and... A little bit of neem because yeah. you don't want to spray the foliage yeah, so much. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Oh, God. Do you know what I do, Lorraine? Now, mm. I have to tell you this. Don't do it if you're risk averse. <laughs> you need to set fire to it. <laughs> oh, okay. Gosh. Okay. No, no, seriously. We did experiments when I was studying horticulture and we had – we had um, glass houses and we got an infestation of mealybug mm-hmm. through all the maidenhair ferns. So we did a controlled experiment where we burnt them all and then we saw which ones came back and we had a 50-50. So, uh-huh. you know, because okay. you won't be able to spray it with oils and the heavy-duty stuff, Lorraine. Okay. Because It's mainly not so much on the foliage, it's underneath. You know, on the new growth and on the on the stems. Okay, well, try it. If you're not going to be brave enough to burn it, I want mm. you to take it out of the pot, fill yep. a laundry trough or a bucket up with warm water, not hot, warm water. Yep. Soak the entire plant and leave it soaking for 20 minutes in the water, 
okay. then take it out, repot it, make sure all the soil is off the root system and repot yep. it into fresh soil. And then with the pot, make sure you wipe it out because there could be eggs yep. left in there. Okay. That sounds like a good idea. So burn or drown is the yeah. tip for today. <laughs> okay. I think we'll go drown. Good <laughs> luck, <laughs> Lorraine. Good luck with that. As always, come back to us and yeah. let us know how oh, it all yeah. went. Yeah. We definitely want to hear. Uh, Mary's in Bustleton. Hello, Mary. Yes, good morning, ladies. Morning, Mary. Sabrina, the other week you gave out a, a potting mixture of cow, compost, and wetting agent. Yes. Is that, is that a good mix for all Abs- shrubs? Absolutely. And in Bustleton, Mary, I would add a bit of clay to that mix. Okay? You oh, don't need yeah. a lot of clay, but a little bit of clay because Bustleton's got very sandy soil. Yes, I have got So yeah. what fertiliser would I use? Because I've got two um, crepe myrtles. Ah, oh, beautiful. Uh, Mary, I can't give you product names, but... Um, what I can tell you is there's a great fertiliser that's been developed for West Australian soils. It's mm-hmm. made in, it's made just south of Bustleton. Um, and it's a, I'm going to give you a hint, it's a safe way of growing everything. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you work that out. Good on you, Mary. Thank you. Uh, Chelsea's in Wembley. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. How are you going, ladies? Yeah, Good. Mm. Good. I'm just wondering, I've got a development going on next door to my house right. and I've got a lot of fruit trees that are about half a metre away from the boundary right. and the developer is wanting to get my consent to injecting grout into the soil um, to the depth of three and a half to 3.9 metres and I'm just wondering whether that will kill my fruit trees or not. Why grout? It's supposedly... Um, stabilises the soil because they're digging down. Grout. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Your question to him must be, Chelsea, that you want a pH, you want to know what the pH of that grout is because if it's really alkaline or really acidic, it will affect your fruit trees probably yeah. only for a short period of time, but the most important thing is to find out what the pH of the grout is. Okay, so what would be the limits, the upper and lower limits? Okay, so would... if it's if it's three and below, you're in trouble. If yep. it's uh, nine and above, you're in trouble. So between okay. three and nine, you yeah. would be. Okay, beautiful. Yep. No worries. Thank okay. you very much. Thanks, Chelsea. See you, ladies. Bye. Good on you, Chelsea. Uh, slip in one final email, I reckon. Chrissy yeah. from Parkerville. Yeah. My beautiful roses are so sad and suffering badly. Please advise me on what done, what to do. Something is chowing down and doing nasty things to them. Oh, oh, my, oh. oh my God. That is nasty. Um, that's got, okay, so it's got a multitude of things wrong with it, a multitude. The thing that's making the big holes is either a beetle or a weevil, and there is definitely grasshopper and cricket damage, then it's absolutely riddled with mite. Um, You need to go on a spraying program um, with uh, a sulphur, yeah, a sulphur spray on all of those. Can they be brought back? Well, they've got enough foliage on them, so Mm. yes. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that one, Chrissy. Hopefully you can send us some photos in a few mm, months' time, mm. with them looking a little bit healthier than that. Sabrina Hahn, thank you. My pleasure, Rose. Ebony Spriggs, thank you. Uh, you guys have some fun next weekend. I'm going to yeah. take a long weekend off. Uh, have a little I, break. I was hoping we'd both be in 
petticoats. We <laughs> the week, week after. after. We've got a bit of extra time to, to find them. Unless, of course, Hilary Smart would like to wear one next week, oh, which yeah. is entirely up to her. You can, she'd probably look far more glamorous in it. Anyway, have yourselves a fabulous weekend, however you spend it. This is an ABC podcast.